Welcome to the American Hard Enduro Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Will with American Hard Enduro. Hopefully, everybody's having a good week. Just wanted to get this Tough Like Roar podcast out by Drew Kirby, Sam Sylvie, and Jarrett Moan. Uh, a lot of you probably remember Sam Sylvie from a few years back when he had the control of the American Hard Enduro Instagram or Facebook account and actually did a about a two-hour-long broadcast from uh, part of Tough Like Roar and it provided quite the humor for everyone. So uh, if, if you don't remember that, you can look back in the archives and, and probably find it because it's pretty hilarious. But if you are offended by curse words or if you got small children, this might not be the perfect episode for you to listen to. Otherwise, hope you enjoy. Hey guys, Drew Kirby here with American Hard Enduro. Oh, it's the day after Tough Like Roar. We recorded a whole podcast after the race yesterday. It had a lot of energy, a lot of cramps. But uh, so now it's Monday, July 4th. We're headed back to Tennessee. We're all kind of down and tired. I've got uh, Jarrett Moan and Sam Sylvie with me. Jarrett, what'd you think of the weekend? I think it would have been nice if the first one we did actually sounded good. Yeah, we used Sam's phone, and we had a, a speaker Bluetooth to it, and I think that microphone started working. So uh, just a quick, I guess, I'm sure by now you know who won. Tristan Hart won. Ryder LeBlanc got second. Big surprise of the weekend for me. Pat Smodgy got third. Um, there were only four finishers. His teammate Keith Curtis rounded out uh, the finishers. Like I said, there was only four of them. David Knight was three minutes short of making it uh, two full laps and getting that uh, tough-like roar finishing medal. Um so, Sam, I think you need to tell us about your weekend. Oh, God, really? I'm starting this out? Yes. Um, well, well the, the, the recording yesterday, we were all screaming in pain from cramps, and it was much more high energy. We have lost the energy now. Oh, we'll, we'll bring it back. I don't know. We didn't have as much as we did yesterday. But so, yeah, talk about it, Sam. You signed up late. What road did you start there, too? So we had two Saturday races a Sunday morning LCQ, and a Sunday main event. So, Sam, how many of those races did you get to ride? Um, yes, yeah, so my, my money's worth it. I raced every race that, that they offered. If it would have been like a kid's race or like a wheelbarrow race or a three-legged race, I probably should have entered that also. Uh, so I got my money's worth. And I did the two-week uh, quick get-in-shape training program. Um, Sober Sam. Yeah, the Sober Sam, a.k.a. Boring Sam. It really sucked. I didn't drink for two weeks, for the most part. I may have snuck a couple of beers in here and there. And then raced like complete dog shit uh, Saturday uh, morning and Saturday afternoon. And then I was on suicide watch all the way till Sunday. Yeah, he, if you would have seen him after the first race, he was kind of bad. But then he came in from the second race and just sat in the chair in all his gear staring off in space and we might have found his gun and taken the bullets out but uh, so how'd you end up after the two races on saturday so after like you add everyone in from all the different classes i was 74th overall and how and many like, people did they take they only took 50. and what did we promise we would do if we didn't make the main event so the promise i made was if i don't get pre-qualified then i will do power hour which is where you take a shot of beer every minute for 60 minutes 
but you guys talked me out of it because I was ready to do it right there in the parking lot. <laughs> so, but he, so then, so the LCQ on Sunday morning, it was a short, I think it ended up taking like 35 minutes, five mile course, but they made it harder and they were taking 10 from that to fill the 60 slots in the main event. So Sam had his work cut out for him. You're starting on row seven again. So you needed to pass at least what, five people? Uh, so I started like 30 to 35th because there's five on a row. Okay. Um, Passed way more than five. Years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they only took top ten, and uh, after a pep talk from Drew and Jarrett, they're like, "You need to rev and get aggressive and pass everyone." Right. So I yelled Thanks. like a complete douchebag for most of the race, and had to go from uh, thirty. Oh, I got the whole shot. Thank God, it wasn't pretty. Yeah, Jarrett gave him a full on how to start in the black hole pep talk. Yeah, that helped, and then wound up being ninth. It's pretty damn hard, actually. Um, Well, and so they they ran them through bear shit backwards, which they've never done. And we totally forgot to tell Sam that. But then they ran them all the way through 409. And we were running next to Sam, yelling, go, and pointing lines. And he made it by one spot. Because it was originally showing him in 15th after the LCQ, but it had not been time adjusted. So you made it in. Yeah, yeah. I think the moral of the story is, one, register early because starting in the back, if you know, I don't have any race intensity. Like, I ride like a little bitch when it comes to that. But I can ride the technical stuff okay once I get in there. But there's so many people that are really, you know, they got race intensity and they're fast. Well, and again, you, you were riding the A-class, but you still said you got to so many spots and guys just were just sitting there. Yeah, dead bodies everywhere, and they're sitting at pro line. Like, they, they took a note out of uh, Jaren's playbook, you know, and just <laughs> co- cocking up the pro line. Hey, and don't talk about it. <laughs> I'm going to give it away before we no, end this podcast. No, Because <laughs> if everyone starts doing it, it's not going to work. <laughs> oh. I'll be sitting there waiting for someone. They'll never come because they'll be waiting <laughs> for someone else. Well, and so back to Jarrett and I Saturday, I didn't think I rode that great. I was in uh, – conservation mode once I realized I yeah, wasn't riding that yeah, great because <laughs> the real sure. race was Sunday so I ended up 19th after the two Saturday races and how'd you end up J-Mone? I got 13th. With a completely almost ball tire so uh, props to him but uh, he is oh, from up there. Hold on speaking of the ball tire we need to talk about the photo that still has to be shared. Oh, yeah we got to share that photo. Of the bet between Jarrett and Drew uh if Jarrett whole shot at Drew with that bald ass tire. My bald ass tire, it was a was a gauntlet, right? No, it was a no, Ken and Gnarly. Ken and Gnarly. Which is FIM, so it has little knobs. It had like of the center knobs, I would say there was 15% left, maybe, and they were angled like aerodynamic. Like yeah. the way you don't want them angles. No. So the whole way up, Drew was roasting me and my dad the week before. But they were just roasting me, just put on a new tire, just put on a new tire. And I didn't want to put a new one on for Saturday because it's a qualifier, and who cares? And I, I had one new tire, and I wanted to use it for Sunday. Actually, I brought you a new tire, which you owe me money for, by the way. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so he's roasting me the whole time. I said, I guarantee you I'm going to beat you on Saturday, and if I whole shot you, I'm going to flip you off going down the second star straight. And, yeah. And what happened? I whole shot at you. But the first the first race, I was so far back, he yeah. couldn't even... Well, yeah, the first race, he was dead last out of 15, and I think I was, like, third out of the first turn. So I didn't want to flip him off then because I felt like someone might take it out of context and get angry. <laughs> and I know, I know that he was so far back, he wouldn't have even been able to see it. But the second race, my bike didn't start, so I literally followed everyone in. I was dead last. 
but I snuck around the inside and came out right next to Drew, and then and then I pulled him down the star straight, and with it fully wide open, I just took it and put it right in his face, and it felt yeah. fantastic. So we, we were going down the second straightaway, and he was going into the left turn, takes his left hand off the handlebar, turns around, gives me the bird, I, and I didn't even, I, I couldn't believe it. I was in shock. It just felt great. <laughs> so it was, it was an impressive move, I'm not going to lie. So... Um, so, again, you ended up, what did you say, 13th? 13th. I ended up 19th. Sam ended up 59th. But, hey. He <laughs> squeaked in. So, all three of us made it to the main event. I was a little sore from Saturday. I'm not going to lie. So, Sunday morning, it was, oh, it was rough. The weather was great. Sunny, clear. It, was um, it wasn't that hot. It was too hot. It was. So, it was not. But, anyway. Um, so, the pro race, it was a little confusion. Rosa 10. 15 seconds apart last year in the years past we've done live engine and we would just roll up and he would just throw the flag well this year it was dead engine and it was confusion and Jarrett thought it was going to be a minute apart so he didn't even have his bike ready and then then uh, mark went to wave the flag and it slipped out of his hand and he just threw his hand up so half of us went <laughs> but uh it was pretty fun they added Oh, so last year the big bottleneck for the the main event was right going into 409, and I was on the third row last year. And when I got there, all but like two of the guys were still in this yeah. giant log jam. So Robert Moan added two and a half miles of trail before that. It was some good fun stuff with some sketchy new downhills. You want to tell us about that downhill we walked? I mean, go. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Well, Front seat. I mean, to talk about the start of my race. I started with initially three turns in, smoking, a, like head-oning a tree, basically. And then I picked myself up. I was already in last anyway, but then I was even farther in last. And then as I was going down the trail, I kept hearing this, like, metal jingling sound. <laughs> oh, I forgot about this. It was just, like, clanking. And then all of a sudden, I went over the bars again out of nowhere, <laughs> and I realized that I had lost my front axle nut, and the rotor guard was just dangling there, and it got caught in, on a rock and just sent me over the bars. <laughs> so then, so I, I had two big crashes within the first mile, and then I was following Jim Senegal down this death downhill that was very steep, and Jim crested it, didn't even stop, look at it, just went right over, halfway down, he was tumbling, cartwheeling down the, and I I just threw my bike down to try to avoid hitting him, and I skid-plated a tree, and the, the bike was pointed upwards, looking at everyone going down, Brian, Brian passed me, he goes, he goes, man, you gotta slow down, kid! <laughs> <laughs> That'd be Brian Mako. Yeah, and then my dad... After I picked myself up, I was probably amongst, like, the fourth row at this point. <laughs> After I picked myself up, get down, I realized my dad was on the on the hill right across from it. Watching. So, watching. So, I, 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 I pass him, and he goes, he goes, that's not a good start to the race, buddy. And I'm like, I'm like, thanks, Dad. Appreciate it. Feels great. But. Well, and so, they... And again, I'm probably sure you've heard this. We're going to be a couple days late. But they made the first lap much easier, trying to get more people around for a full lap, and then threw everything at them the second lap. But the first lap was much easier than last year. I did a lap. Jarrett made a lap. Sam, we're going to talk about Sam's race in a minute. <laughs> His long day. Sam, Sam is by far the most entertaining part of this weekend. Yeah, for us anyway. I don't know about for himself. <laughs> but uh, 
But long story short, I ended up, Jarrett and I saw each other. He had a good run in the middle of the race, ran me down, and we were together for one hill. And then he fell off a, a spine. And if you've been a tough like Roar and never fallen off a spine, you know he was down in the rhododendrons and luckily got it out. And what'd you end up? Uh, 28th. Yeah. So I got 22nd. You ended up 28th. How much money did you make? $100. And I made also $100. So how did, how did those extra six <laughs> positions treat you, buddy? Bragging rights. Full of bragging rights. Nah. What? Meh. Meh. Um, I won the real race. But so they added uh, – the coolest thing for me that we did was we got around and we did the other side of heaven, wrong side of heaven. And there had to be, what did we say, 200 people up there? Oh, easily. Yeah, and it was like there wasn't much. It was pretty dry this year, and those rocks are like concrete rocks that have tons of traction for the most part. Every now and then you'll get a slick one, but it was my favorite part of the whole race because there's people cheering, you know, giving you water, cheering you on, yelling for you, and then you do something cool and they give you a little extra cheer. Um, but so we did that, and then I was thinking, all right, wrong side of heaven's over. I know there's this new section someone told me about named called No Quarter, and that was like the, the hardest part of the whole race. It was, it was so again, if you've been to Roar, there's all these pits that they've dug out, and you get down in them, and sometimes they're nice and cool. Well, we dropped in. I thought it was one downhill, one uphill, and then we were done. After three pits, I see some people finally, like three down and ups, and they were like, there's four more and a crappy uphill coming. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me at this point. I was dying. Yeah, I was... I was in rough shape at, at no quarter. It was not not pretty. And again, every time you thought you were out, it was it, it was kept going. Yeah. And it was it was it held some moisture down in there. And so then it was actually if you could get out of the main line, it would help because you could find some fresh traction. Yeah. Um, but so long story short, I got out of there. I about barely got back to pits. I was gonna I had an hour and fifteen. I made a lap. Had an hour and fifteen minutes left. Didn't think I could make it to the next check, which it worked out because Creed Keesling. Kiss, Kissling was ahead of me, and uh, he did. He just missed that first check on a second lap. Um, what time did you finish? You know, uh, I had forty-five minutes to spare. Okay. Uh, you you were about a half hour ahead. Of me. Okay. All right. So now let's go to Sam for his race report. <laughs> I don't know why mine's so entertaining, but uh, it's just the way you tell it. You tell it with such charisma. Yeah. <laughs> well, it can tell you what not to do, and. Uh, this is my second race of the year, and I basically I've been drinking and sitting on a boat and, you know, doing nothing but, I don't know. Not, not exercising? Like yeah, not. reverse order neurotraining. <laughs> yeah, and so I thought I'd come out here and just be able to, like, yeah, I can go fast, and I can't. So he uh, gave himself, he did give yourself two weeks to get in shape, though. Two weeks, yeah, and I uh, put about 20 hours of ride time in in two weeks, and I felt better, but I was so damn pumped after uh, Saturday morning and saturday afternoon and then the lcq i was like trying to like tighten stuff after i found i found out i got into the main event i was like sweet i'm excited just to ride it take like a trail ride and i was like adjusting things on my bike and my arms were cramping as i was like adjusting it like am i really gonna fucking spend five more hours on the bike little did i know it would be more like six and a half hours on the bike. so the race actually went great i started dead fucking last because i dumped it in the fr- i was in the last row but i dumped it in the first corner because i got chopped going into it in the coal dust i started 60th out of 60 i was like yeah whatever i'm in good spirits you know i'm like singing songs back there just like ride through the woods and the trail was awesome it's like if i was going to cut trail in that area that's the trails i would want to cut they're like 
beautiful trails and like these unique places like rock features and like great views of like the rolling hills like these cool lakes and it's just super cool trail. you you said it you said something that i thought was important where there's a lot of things that are just scenic up there yeah. and i know my dad i know my dad seeks out those those trails not only just he doesn't always strive to make like the hardest of the hard trails but trails like the wall that are just things that wouldn't exist basically well, anywhere else. I've never seen that crazy green lake we were up above. The big one. That was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah awesome trails. I, I would want to go there and just ride for fun. Like, it was it was amazing to have that, that many miles. You know, one lap is 14 miles. And to have 14 miles of, like, beautiful hand-cut trail, like, really cool features. I was having a great time, so I got my zone. I knew I wasn't going to be able to go fast, but I'm like, you know, I'm pretty dumb and stubborn. I'll just keep going, you know, and see you if I You got five can, hours? Yeah, I got yeah. five hours. See if I can do one lap. So that was my goal. Well, that's kind of a lot. My goal was to make one checkpoint at a time. So <laughs> good one. And everything was actually, you know, I had a few bonks. I had a few come to Jesus moments, but made it through wrong side of heaven. Felt pretty good. And uh, What's it, you said there were still a bunch of people there, right? Yeah, there were still people there. They were like, look at this poor bastard. But, you know, like, <laughs> I never really screwed up that bad. I just took my time so I didn't screw up because I knew if I had to pick my bike up too many times, you know, my arms would quit working. When, but, I, when I talked to Joey, Joey was out towards uh, – in the first pits, I think he was in prison sex. Yeah. And Joey was like, when I saw Sam, highest of morales. He's like, he was like, he was vibing hard. He was going. They yeah. were at the end of uh, prison sex. Yeah. Yeah, I was having so much fun. I was actually able to ride all the lines, you know. Like, I'd seen a bunch. It's my first time uh, in the main event. So, I'd seen all these lines on helmet cam. It was just fun to be out there. Until, until I ran out of water a little bit before Wrong Side of Heaven. And I knew I had about, I guess at wrong side of heaven, I think I had 45 minutes. And I didn't know what was coming next, and I'd heard no quarter mentioned. Whenever Joey <laughs> described no quarter to us, it was like, all right, so you're going to come down this hill. It looks like you want to go left, but stay right, and you'll, you'll make it through it. It's not that bad. So I'm thinking there's like one pit, and then I'm out, right? And so I made it through wrong side of heaven. They didn't have water there. And I'm like, okay. So then I get right before no quarter. And I didn't know it was no quarter, but I thought I was like literally two and a half miles. I guess I was two and a half yep. miles from You're the finish. So I'm like, well, it can't be that hard. And and what we asked Sam was, there was water everywhere out on the course. Yeah. So I'm like, why didn't you stop and get water? Well, I'm in the back of the fucking pack. It's all been drank. Like, I'm sure all the people walking their ass outside said, of the mountain are like, ooh, free water. I so said, it was probably spectators drinking yeah, it, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah, like they're probably having water fights up there, shooting, you know, just having fun with it. So I'm now out of water for over an hour, and I go dropping down, and, and it's, I see no quarter. I'm like, all right, I remember what Joey told me, stay right. So I stay right, I drop down this hill, and I still got energy. You know, I have like hundreds of milligrams of caffeine in my body, probably a thousand milligrams of Advil, and who knows what else. Like, so I drop down this hill, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna push through this, I can make a full lap holy shit, I'm going to do this. So I drop down the hill. I fight like hell. And I cannot get up this one thing. Like, this has to be the hard section. It's like, I'm trying, I'm trying. It was I'm a trying. flat coal rock that had absolutely no traction on it. Yeah, and there had been, you know, 30-something people in front of me already just spinning up on it. So finally had to ghost my bike up the left side. My like, drag it up the damn hill, get through there, fight like hell. And then I get over the top of that hill, and there's another pit. I'm like, oh, shit. So I... I Work through that pit. I'm trying to keep it together and be optimistic. 
I do this like three or four more pits, and like we're still in the. And now at this point, there's like 80 foot walls on both sides of. I mean, <laughs> the pit's only like 20 feet wide in the bottom, and it is filled with like Satan hand placed these rocks <laughs> that range from like Volvo, like you know, not Volvo, VW bus size rocks to like just horrible slick round things that spin your tire everywhere. Finally, I have a meltdown. And I'm like cussing like a kid of Tourette's. I like dump my bike, take my helmet off. It's first time all day I took my helmet off. I'm like, I, I can't do it. I gotta like, I gotta calm down, you know? And I'm, I'm out of water and it's so fucking hot. It's almost like been two hours no water now. It's so oh, hot. Yeah. And there's no wind down in there. And so I'm going on this like, you know, there's no one around me. All the spectators are gone. I've timed out <laughs> at this point. And I'm like going through this, you know, fit. Well, all of a sudden, I, after like five minutes, of like sitting there quietly you know just trying to get my thoughts going i hear this bike start up in front of me like one pit up i'm like oh shit he heard all that (laughs) he heard that entire tantrum i just threw and so i'm like all right if he's gonna keep moving i'm gonna keep moving so we start like he's basically one or two pits in front of me we keep going this goes on for like another 20 minutes and finally like i have another another tantrum you know and i'm like back there basically throwing shit and like it gets quiet for a while you know and i I think he's still up there because i hadn't heard him right away from me you know and I finally hear, how you doing back there? <laughs> <laughs> like, hey. <laughs> and it was so quiet. I'm like, am I hearing shit? Is he really there? Because I'm, I'm looking through the tree leaves. And I kind of see some color. I was like, what's going on up there? It's like, it's not looking much better up here. I'm like, oh, no. Fuck. <laughs> so we go for a little bit longer. And at this point, I feel like I've been in there. I mean, it was almost two hours in that damn pit. I, I don't know what it wound up being, but it was close to it. And I'm to the point where I'm like delusional, seeing stars, and I'm literally starting to get worried because like I've got no water out. You can't turn around and go back. You can't go out the sides. There's one way out. Well, no. and, and that's what we didn't know where Sam was. So we finally checked the tracker and saw yeah, you were down in no quarter. So, so Drew went to take pictures and get interviews at the podium and stuff. And I was like, ah, oh, I'll I'll hang out at the at the camper and. And, and wait, wait for, Sam. for Sam because I didn't want Sam to come back after six hours and just no one's there. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, we'll wait for him. So at, Drew does all his interviews. Everyone's packed up. I think half of the pro guys have already left. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're gone. And and we're like, man, Sam still isn't back yet. So we finally pulled up the tracker, and it's just there's only like two blips left, and it's Sam and this other guy that he's in the pits with. They're the only two left out on the track. And that's when Jarrett informed me, once you get in there, there's no way out. So I, I started thinking about it, like, there really wasn't. Yeah. So it was either turn around and go back or finish. And I was giving it everything I had, and I would make it, like, four to five feet. <laughs> and I'd be like, can't be done. I'm like, I'm literally going to pass out. Like, yeah. I was so hot. I, I was the exact same way. I would get 15 feet, and I'd cramp. And then I'd wait five minutes and go 15 more feet and cramp, cramp again. And so I heard it was anywhere from six-tenths of a mile to two miles. I still don't know how long the damn thing was. But I, I literally got to the point where I was like, you know, I, I know I have a, a tracker on me. If they come down here, cool. If not, I'm going to have to take a nap here soon and then, like, maybe walk out of here and find water and come back in the morning. Like, that was getting to that point, you know, like, just sleep by the bike and ride it out in the morning. But, like, I was literally, like, all hands on deck. This isn't good. And then... I see what I think is a person walking towards me. I'm like, is this actually a person walking towards me? Because like I'm in the delusional seeing shit point. This guy comes down. He's got a trail a, angel. Yeah, trail angel. This angel comes walking down, and he's wearing an orange roar shirt. I'm like, are you real? He's <laughs> like, hey there, dude. You need some help? I was like, yeah. 
you know, and, and, like I'm trying to stay calm and I don't want to seem like I'm panicking because I'm not panicking, but like I'm on the edge here, you know. Like, and he's like, I can roll your front tire if you want. And I stayed quiet because I really didn't want that, you know. Like, I, but I didn't want to ask him. I didn't want to be a bitch. He's like, after like a few awkward second seconds, he's like. I can ride your bike out if you want that. I was like, yes. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yes, sir. That's the one. And he tried to make me feel better about being a bitch. He's like, it's okay, man. I'm fresh. You've been doing this all day. I was like, all right, whatever. Just take the bike. And he, like, trials out. It was still a long ways. It would have taken oh, me. Gosh. I, he said I was three-quarters of the way through. It would have taken me at least another hour and a half to get out of there. there was, no water. There were major moves, and they were all covered in coal dust, all yeah. slick as hell. When I was that tired, like my arms didn't work. You just can't do those hard trials. I can't those hard trials moves on that fucking tire. Well, and and he, uh, Sam got back to the pits. The race ended at four thirty. It had been five hours. He got back to the pits at five thirty-five. So not only did he race both Saturday races, the morning LCQ, then he was stuck out there for almost six hours yeah. or for over six hours. Yeah. So I, I had fun at the main event. Like I said, I'm in one piece, so I was good with one lap. Uh, man, it was a great race. The Roar guys always do such an awesome job. We heard nothing but good things. Uh, Josh Shecker and them came to check the course out. He's like, man, I only had to put up 10 arrows the entire the entire time he was there working the event. Um, so, but no, thanks to all the Roar guys. Jerry, you got anything else? Uh, I'm good if you're if you're good. I'm, I'm, we can keep talking. Like I said, we had a great one last night. Said, it, we, we talked about so much more stuff yesterday. I know. Well, we've only got... Seven about, minutes till we run out of recording. Uh, we talked about my my hard endura strategies. Yep. We talked about trail angels and yep. what we look for in them. Yeah. Well, we could talk about trail angels later. Yeah, that's fair. So, all right, Sam, you got anything else? Yeah. Uh-oh. You, you know, it's cool. Like, I love seeing whenever, like, the top pros, because I usually get lapped, right? And uh, they come by, and I always watch their lines. It's cool to see. Like, Tristan caught me in, I think, prison sex maybe one of those pits and that, came so early <laughs> he did an hour and fi- so, he, he did so early he did the first lap in an hour and 15 minutes i mean how long did it take you guys uh three yeah three and a half four and four fifty yeah I, I never even finished a damn lap he did an hour and 15 minutes there's this dude that he and i were trying to get through this line and i was waiting for him but it, this guy comes down the hill and he's got like red bull ktm kids like oh who's this douchebag running like the you know the kid because it didn't even cross my mind that he'd done a whole <laughs> thing <laughs> lap. and then i look back in i'm like oh fuck it's tristan he's actually lapping me already and then i'm like oh, i'll try to move and it was like this weird rock bridge where there's one line or so i thought dude he passes this the guy i've been waiting to get out of my way he passed me which i thought was impossible passed this other dude and was gone within 15 seconds out of sight <laughs> then I got lapped by David Knight in no quarter. Which was, so Knight, yeah, you would have been lapped by Ryder, then Pat, then Keith, then Knight. Yeah, yeah, th- those guys also. But I, I guess the, uh, yeah, thanks, I appreciate it. Well, no, I just, I didn't want everyone to be confused on the order of your lappage. Oh, okay, I guess, yeah. Well, I was in good spirits and other guys <laughs> lapped me. So it was like, I, I enjoyed watching. Pat came by, watched the moves, you know, and I got passed, I think, by Keith Curtis and uh, whatever that wrong side of heaven you know yep. so it's cool to see them like how they're hitting this stuff well then david knight caught me in no quarter while i'm starting to have a breakdown i'm on this hill and he like comes down the bottom and you know I, we'd already timed out or we're close to timing out and i thought he'd be like you know hey mate you need a hand <laughs> so he's like 
Hey man, I'm gonna squeak by on the left, and I'm on this section where like I can't even stand up beside my bike. I can't move. I'm sitting there just like you know contemplating life, and I'm like, yeah, whatever the fuck you are. Sure shit. He goes right by me on the left, passes us a pivot turn out of sight. And I'm like. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Who's gonna help me now? <laughs> and that was the last person I saw and, for like 45 minutes. And David Knight, what a trail angel that would be. No. <laughs> like, could you imagine? A mountain of a man. Yeah, could you imagine David Knight is your trail angel getting you out of no quarter? Oh. Like, honestly. Well, I think he would just have to ride both bikes. Yeah. David, yeah. David Knight, Robbie Lease. Yep. Those are yep. two, two best. Uh, yeah, I, I actually considered just jumping on his back and koala-bearing him all the way out of there. It's like, I ain't getting out otherwise. Oh, man. That, that was by far. And Tristan said he thought that – he said that would have been a good second lap only section. He said that turned out to be one of the hardest sections out there, which, you know, I, I didn't see all the, obviously, second lap lines. But we're pretty much out of time. I'm tired. I'm tired of talking. Um, Sam, congratulations. You almost got the hard charger award. You got 40th. He never said that. Yeah, he ended up 40th overall. Um, he so beat you some, beat some notable names. Like yeah, what, Brian like, Mako. And, <laughs> <laughs> wow, Jared, that was low, but I, shots fired. So, all right, guys, thanks for listening. Um, man, I don't think we got any races coming up. We're not going to be back up here for the second Pennsylvania round, uh, but I guess TKO's after that. So, uh, see you soon. Thanks for listening.